Hello, my name is Michael Batten. I'm the founder of All the King's Men. All the King's Men is a Christian organization uh, that's designed to help perpetuate uh, the benefits of men. It is a Christian organization that's designed to come together and help those that are around us overcome challenges, uh, whether they be spiritual uh, or physical in nature. Uh, we pride ourselves on uh, fellowshipping and get, being on the same page that the Lord can lead us and direct us in the path he will have us to go. Um, our fundamental belief is that we are not designed to help everybody, but to help the people that God put in our way to help. We want to make an impact and we want to make a difference in the surroundings um, that we are in and the settings that we're in. Uh, we hope that our Bible study will help to encourage those uh, that hear it, that it will give them spiritual insight and encourage them to be able to do those things which the Lord has called for them to do. Um, I hope that uh, the messages are inspirational and that uh, if you have an opportunity to share with us or give us feedback, uh, that you do so. Thank you. Well, we are um, in the book of Ruth. Ransom, do you by chance have the ability, do you have an audio Bible on your phone by chance? Yeah, it's got a, it's just, it's going, because what we're talking about tonight is we're going to be talking about loyalty. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> oftentimes, and we've even been there before talking about Ruth and just amazing things that happen on uh, how um, the relationships that they had, the things that came about, you know, the circumstances that were so unlikely that put themselves in the way, but God had a great work that came out of it. But when God put it on my heart this week, he wanted me to just talk a little bit about loyalty and what it plays and how it plays out in the kingdom of God. Oftentimes, we're not uh, loyal to things when it comes to that of the Lord. Now we'll be loyal to a lot of earthly stuff. You know, we'll be loyal to that. You know, um, I think about sometimes, you know, in my fraternity, uh, we're very loyal to each other. Mm -hmm. You know, ain't nothing but the blah, 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 blah. But I think about, though, how that loyalty um, is not given when it comes to being loyal to the works and the duties that we have with the Lord. Uh, God is kind of sometimes a secondary thing for a lot of people. You know, we kind of do what's convenient for us, and that's what we give him. We don't really make him that primary. He's a secondary thought for many of us. Uh, oftentimes, you'll see people, man, they'll come to church, and they'll get a job. Brother Ben Lee kind of was pinned on that a little bit. You get a job. And then when you get the job, then all of a sudden you can't come to church no more. Well, I got to go to work tonight. I got to go to work tomorrow. But look, you was loyal when you didn't have nothing and you was asking in God and trusting God to give you something. But then when he gives it to you, then your loyalty switches from him and goes to your job. Right? Some of us have been single in time past. And see, what will happen is, is that we'll ask God to give us a nice lady in our lives. And we'll be good where we need to be mm -hmm. until she show up. Mm -hmm. And then when she show up and she smell good and she blank them eyes at us and so forth <laughs> and so on, then all of a sudden we forget about right. it. We need to make it a Bible study. Yeah, yeah. We need to do this. Mm -hmm. We need to do that. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden what she said 
is more important mm -hmm. than what God says. Mm -hmm. So he just wanted me to share a little bit about loyalty. Um, and so what I wanted to do is um, I was going to ask if, if somebody could just play, because it's just a good bit to, to read. So I'm just going to let it play out. And then what we'll do is we'll talk about those relationships that we see uh, in conjunction with um, the Book of Ruth. Start at chapter one. Chapter one. King James. The Book of Ruth. Ruth, Chapter 1. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malon and Kilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. And Malon and Kilion died, also both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Why would you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have an husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have an husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, would ye tarry for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return now after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, 
Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. So they two went until they came to Bethlehem, and it came to pass, when they were come to Bethlehem, that all the city was moved about them, and they said, Is this Naomi? And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, which returned out of the country of Moab. And they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. Ruth. The book of You want to start chapter two? That's the end of uh, chapter one. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, start chapter two. We're just gonna get a little bit of it. Ruth, chapter <coughs> two. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi. Let me now go to the field, and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and her hap was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came, and hath continued, even from morning until now, uh, that she tarried a little in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels, and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, and bowed herself to the ground, and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes, that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? And Boaz answered, and said unto her, It hath fully been showed me, all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother, 
in the land of thy nativity, an art common to a people which thou knewest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Then she said, let me... So, I wanted to, for, if just in case if people didn't know or didn't hear or didn't understand, I wanted to, to kind of bring that out. And as we talked about with loyalty, you know, the thing that I want us to always understand is, is that God is always loyal to us. Mm -hmm. But we fail to be loyal to him at the level that we should be loyal to him. You know, we'll, get other, we'll let other things get in our way, and that's where we lose out. And so as I was studying this lesson, God pointed out to me how we should mimic this relationship when it comes to him. So what happens is, now you got, you got Ruth, who is from another place, okay? So she has a whole other set of people that she actually belongs to. But she's come and she's gotten married to Naomi's son, right? So all these bad things have happened. Now put yourself in these shoes. Now, here you are, you just joined to a family, and all of a sudden, all the men in the family die out, and it leaves just the mother. Now, Oprah, Oprah, she was not a bad woman, right? But look at what she did as opposed to what Ruth did. Mm -hmm. <coughs> she did, right? She went back to where she came from, right? Because, see, when the enemy sets in where there's discomfort, where there's loss, it gives up. Mm -hmm. It wants you to say, no, just y'all just go mm -hmm. on your way. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about me. Right? So, Ophir, she was sad, but guess what she did? Okay. She went on her way. And, and this is, I, I don't want to, because I don't, want, I don't think that she is to be painted in a bad light. Mm -hmm. I think she's just the average. Right. Right. You understand? The average person, when when you say, well, man, they like, well, man, you know, I'm going to head on out then, man. Right. Y'all need some, you know right. what I mean? That's kind of where we go. That's right. And we have a burden hard and we hate the situation, but we really and truly choose self. Mm -hmm. right. We go on our way because that's what's good for us. Right. Yes. right? But if we were really selfless, we would have stayed and we would have helped and we would have tarried. The word of God says, when your brother is sad and weeping, that you weep with him. him. Mm -hmm. He said that when your brother is happy and rejoices, he said you rejoice with him. Mm -hmm. He said, for there will be a time that you will weep and that you will rejoice. And you will want your brother to weep with you and to rejoice with you. And so a lot of times what happens is we don't tarry with a situation like we need to. We flee it. So she went, she didn't do nothing bad. She loved her mother-in-law. She kissed her. She was sad. She cried. Right? And I'm and I imagine that she went back and she probably found another husband. She lived good, probably. She was probably from good people, right? And and there was nothing bad to be said about her decision, who she was, and what her life went back to. But guess what? It was average. No. Said a word said that if our brother is weeping, you know, for us to, to weep with him. Okay. Does that necessarily contain to our brother weeping off of choice of things that came with choices and decisions no. that he made that are no. not of Christ? No. Okay. It's not that. Not that. We talking about 
in a caring, holy situation. I mean, where a person has a loss, that's a good loss. Where a person has a challenge, that's a real challenge. Because you know, a lot of people would would would, would taunt you and ask you what and throw the word of God at you. You know, the Bible word of God said it's better to to know the word, to, to not know the word, than to know the word and not apply the word. Now, a lot of people that are not true to God and they'll know, like Pastor said, you got some church people and then you got actual church people. People that know the word of God, you know, and know how to, you know, to shout and clap the hand and hallelujah and all that, but then you don't, them, but them, the same ones that don't apply it. Yeah. So those same people <clears throat> that are not of of the of yeah, word he, of God. He ain't speaking to them. I know. Because they, they got a whole nother thing going on. <laughs> yeah. you because, yeah. so he is I talking about tell people when they correct. He is talking about a spiritual man. Gotcha. Right. When 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 you look at the word of God, you have to oftentimes it breaks down into either the saint or the sinner. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand who he's talking to so that you understand how to get the most out of what that scripture is. So when he talks about you being with your brother, because he says uh, uh, for a righteous man, he is his brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. So if, if I'm if I'm if I'm I think uh brother Johnny or somebody or brother Ransom was talking about how uh being sick but seeing that you know, the encouraging things that I'm praying for, he, he, that means something for him, right? Mm-hmm. But as, as Christian brothers, that's what we should be. We should be an uplifting factor, mm-hmm. right? And what he means when he says, be weeping, it ain't, for, it ain't if, if Evans, he go to crying, and I just say I'm crying and I ain't doing nothing. But what he's saying is, take on his burden. Yes. Understand where he is. Understand mm-hmm. his situation. Because when you put yourself in somebody else's shoes, you best understand where they're really coming from. That's right. Right? Yeah. So I tell people, how many of how many of y'all ever heard uh, a white man say "color"? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You ever took offense to it? Mm-hmm. I have. I have. I have I, historically taken offense to it. And, and, and God brought me back to something when I was younger. Man, I used to, you know, you know how we get them little jobs, and we'd be working at little stores and restaurants and stuff, and you know, the older white folks come in and. You know, they kind of, they overlook you sometimes mm-hmm. on the way they handle you. Right. And so, uh, you know, you see these kind of things. And, you know, somebody said, yeah, that, that colored boy over there, you know, come on, that colored boy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you'll take offense to it. Yeah. And I used to take offense to it. Hey, why would you have right? felt said that black man? Just listen, just listen. Okay. So I took a, I would take offense to that, right? Because the world I came up in, I'm a black man or African-American man. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But I'm not colored, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So... In that, I came to a place one day where I met this man. He was a really nice man. He said all the right things, did all the right things. I was bagging his grocery, took his grocery out. He gave me a tip and what have you. But he had said color. And so for me, it didn't register right. Because color, for me to be called colored, mean that that was a negative term mm-hmm. which means he saw me in a negative light mm-hmm. but he was kind he was he did all the things that I wouldn't expect a person that saw me in a negative light would do mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so it caused me to have to ponder something that I had never challenged myself on before right, right. so then I started thinking I asked the guy I think I you know remember either asking or, 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 or looking at something and realized the guy was you know like in his mid to late 70s mm-hmm. and, um, and so forth and so on. A couple other clues I had. But then God put me in a place and said, now, um, a few years later, I was uh, had gotten older. My dad had taken me to uh, a neighboring county and he showed me a church that looked exactly like my church that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, he said, they look familiar. I said, yeah, that's the exact same church as ours. It's built the exact same way. And he told me the story about how the Klan had burned down the church. And when Dr. King came down, he, you know, rebuilt all the churches and everything. And he had a contract that built them all the same way. So it's like three or four of them, and they're all the same. So, and he was sharing with me, you know, how, you know, in his younger years, my granddad's time, they seen white men come in and, you know, do things to, mm-hmm. to black people and so forth and so on. Cause my my my, my granddad didn't have a lot for white folks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I just thought that that was wrong. You know, with that grand, you know, you can't just hate folks. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So I thought he was just as bad as the man that said color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so one day God just opened my eyes up later on in my years, and He says you got to put yourself in people's shoes to understand them to best. Right. He said now when you put yourself in a man. Who had a life that grew up with slaves that could tell a black man, go do this, go mm-hmm. do this. This is what you knew him as, right? And that was his understanding of the world. To him, that, that was normal. normal. For my granddaddy that grew up in a, a situation or grew up in a world where, um, you know, he had seen white people do the things that he had seen them do, well, he had an offense to them because of what his lifestyle entailed. That's right. So I said, well, you know what? If I had seen somebody white come in and do that to my family, mm-hmm. that would jade me. Mm-hmm. And then if I was a white man who somebody came in and told me my lifestyle was in jeopardy because of some laws that was being passed and you no longer can have slavery, I would be mad, mm-hmm. right? Just like if somebody came along and took your job right now, mm-hmm. right? And they say, hey, man, we're going to take your job because of X, Y, Z. You'd be like, you can't take my job for that, Right? So when you put yourself in these people's shoes, you start to understand their mind. I'm not saying that the mindsets are right. I'm just saying it starts to make you understand why a person sees things the way that they see them. It threw me off on where I was going. But when we go back and we look, and I, I hope I pick up around here, is that when we look at relationships and we look at the loyalty that sits within them and we look at the connections that people make, we have to understand where that takes us and where, what it does for us. So in Ruth's situation, here she is. She tells Naomi what? She says, I am what? Ruth, when Naomi tells Ruth to leave, what does she say? I'm with you. I go where you go. I go, 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 go back to your country. So I'll die where you die. I'll leave my head where you say. You say, wherever you I'm, I'm going. I'm be, with you. God be my God. God be my God. That's right. Right? She had come to a place where she took on the life of her mother-in-law. She said, whatever you do, I do. Wherever you go, I go. And she went from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. She said, well, you lay your head, I'm going to lay right. mine. Right. She even said, whatever God you serve, I'm going to serve. Mm-hmm. And she said, wherever you die, die yeah, I die. die. Yes. Right? So, what has happened is her loyalty supersedes anything that she has right. in self. She is just, she is taking on all of her, her mother-in-law's burdens to let her know, I am with you regardless. Mm-hmm. Now, how many people you can turn to and say, they're going to be with you in and out? Good, bad, right? right. Ups, down, but they with you the whole way. That's a very rare situation to find where somebody's with you Mm -hmm. like that, Mm -hmm. right? So, but now look at this. Look at what happens. 
she ends up saying that she is going to do all these things mm -hmm. and she's going to go the full mile with her, mm -hmm. which is a completely selfless act, mm -hmm. right? But what did her selfless act lead to? I don't know. Her, her husband. Her, a, new, a, new a new life, a new life, everything. Correct, right? Yeah, that's right? What is the ultimate thing, though? When you look at this story about Naomi and Ruth, mm -hmm. what is the end game? Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Before that, come back. Okay, come back. She start serving. Uh, oh, well, name, I know where you're probably going. Well, I don't know if you're going here or not, but it's but, all right. But uh, but I look at this scripture anyway. It this shows just number sixteen when she said, "I go where you go." It, it, it in a sense too, it shows God's willingness to accept the Gentiles. Okay, that, that's one way that you look yeah. at because Gentiles because see she came from the Moabites. Mobite served another god. Correct. So the other yeah. one went back to another god. They, mm -hmm. they, they serve another god. About um, Cherif is the name of the god they serve. But mm -hmm. but it, it uh, but it um, but it shows that that you know you can come over. You know God is here for for the, for the Gentiles because she she came totally to a, a new god from what she was doing. Correct. So that's I mean I don't, I don't know where you're going, but that's one thing. It yeah. is one thing. It is yeah, one thing. Right. And, and, and I'm saying yeah. Yeah. Question. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's just saying I understand that through um, through Naomi. Um, through through Naomi's life that shined with Ruth and that resonated with her being faithful to God from Naomi um, because of her life um, because she was because Ruth would not have stayed with Naomi if Naomi wasn't a good person if she that, wasn't worshiping way, yeah. God the way that she was supposed mm -hmm. to that 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 God showed they um that Favorite that yeah the, the, the Naomi um, through God um, they saw that the God in Naomi through Ruth we saw the guy You hit the point I wanted. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. Because again, if she if she wasn't that person, mm -hmm. she, she, she would have left. Correct. Correct. So, so it shows I was saying the same thing. That the impression of the life that she lived made her decide the stuff that she lived before can't touch what this girl here got. Mm -hmm. And so she said, no, whatever you whatever you doing, I, I want. Whatever mm -hmm. you got, I want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the impression that she left on her because of the way she walked and what she talked, she she lived a life of what she was, what she talked about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so this, I want to make that point because I want to come back to you. Mm -hmm. That's the answer. See, you asked a question, mm -hmm. but I want to bring it back full circle, which they did is, mm -hmm. see, Naomi, she was in despair. But she had lived a life preceding that, right. that Ruth saw, mm -hmm. because she wouldn't have she wouldn't have followed her and supported her if she was a bad person, mm -hmm. or ill spirited, mm -hmm. or wasn't good. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So what we have to understand, see, that's that's our role even with God. When we get with God, He shows us so much. Mm -hmm. He takes care of us in so many ways. Mm -hmm. He gives us so much comfort, <coughs> and then we get to a point. Well, we have something to happen in our lives and we get despair. And so what happens is we'll then kind of get distracted mm -hmm. and go into this thing of, well, you know, and we don't want to follow anymore. Yeah, right. Well, we right? Mm -hmm. Because we got broken hearted by something or somebody right. did something to right. us or maybe I lost my job. <coughs> finances ain't quite right, mm -hmm. right? And then we get ourselves distracted and then we lose our loyalty to God, mm -hmm. right? So what we have to do is, like Ruth did, Ruth knew her mother-in-law 10 years before they got to this point. That's right. Right? So she knew who she was. She knew what her qualities were. Same thing with us. We know God oftentimes way before we get to a bad spot. Because that's the good thing that God do. He raises like little bitty babies. 
He feeds you. He, he give you. He babysits you. Take care of you. But when you get a little age on it, he start testing you a little That's bit, right. Mm-hmm. right? And the older you get, the more tests you get. Yeah. Right. And through the test, we should be solid because we don't see what he's done yeah. all this time. Mm-hmm. Right. But oftentimes we'll get weak, and we'll want to go the other way. Mm-hmm. We'll fall off the wagon, get to doing some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we have lost our faith and our loyalty to God. Oh, that's right. But if we see him like we supposed to see him, we'll know even through that rough time that he's still who he is. Mm-hmm. Now the other piece I want to bring up in conjunction with that, going back <clears> here, <throat> you had two women, right? And I want to draw this parallel. You had two women, the two daughter-in-laws. Mm-hmm. One chose to go this way, one chose to go that way. Right? Mm-hmm. Both, you know, we talked a little bit about Ofa. She, she, she was probably a good woman, did a good thing. Nothing bad that speaks about her, right? And she went on to probably have a good life. But for our sake, in this discussion, and what this Bible writes, is there anything else said about her? Yeah. What's said about her? Oh, I don't know what I said. Ain't nothing said about it. Yeah, nothing said about it. Nothing said about it. Right. But what story, and this is where I was moving at earlier, is so for... Ruth, though, what did what was monumental for her? What was the end game for her? To know that she led somebody to Christ. Not quite. Digging in that. I mean, the marriage for, for one. But okay, but what came out of marriage? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus came out of marriage. Okay, but let's come back. We're come back. We're too far down. He did come from that. He did come from that. Let's come back to the generations. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember. Who did she get birth to? Obed. Okay, and who was he? Obey was Jesse's dad. Jesse was David's dad. Correct. So that, that's where I want to get to okay, right yeah, there, yeah, right? Yeah. So understanding this, right, is that because of her loyalty, her story became great. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right? See, that's the difference between Ophir and Ruth. That's right. Is it's okay, you know, I've said, I said a couple times, I said average, right? But when we want to operate in the above average situations, we have above average situations, mm-hmm. right? right? So what ends up happening is one chose to go to her life. She probably had a good life. That's why I keep saying that because I want to make a point. Is that many of us go to our lives and we live good lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We 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 go back and our lives are relatively fulfilled. You know, mm-hmm. you, you you know you you're just the next person on the street, but it's not bad. Right. But what will make your life monumental? Mm-hmm. Right. What will make your life being something that nobody knows about to being told by generations to come? What storyline will you leave for the next generation to hear about, right? And see, that's what God makes the difference. He makes the the difference between you being a novel on the shelf or a bestseller. By who you connected to. Correct. Being average or being great. Correct. Right? That's the difference, and that's the point that I want to point out when it comes to our loyalty to God. He is the difference maker because when we are devoted to him, he can take us through anything he needs to get us where we want to go, right? If y'all remember, you know, we talked some months back about um, Joseph, right, and how he was sold into slavery by his brothers, right? And he was in the dungeon and in jail for years, Before he was able to come up and be at the top, mm-hmm. right? 
So what do we see? We see these moments where God will take us through these tough times, but these tough times make us great people. Mm-hmm. And I want you to understand something. Now, I wanna, I'm going to come back to this, but I want you to look at this relationship between Boaz and Ruth. Right? We stop right at it. And if you remember what happened, she asked a question to Boaz. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? You know, why? You why? Why? Right? Mm-hmm. And what I'm did he say? I'm a stranger. Correct. And what did he say? Mm-hmm. I saw you. I saw you. The way you treated your mother-in-law. There you go. Lord showed me. That's it. Lord showed me the way you treated your mother. So what I what I wanted us to see was, well, understand what happens is sometimes God sets up a situation. Yes, for it to be what it needs to be. So what he did is, he did all the calamity that he did to be able to show Ruth a situation that was going to put her through a test, but the test was her ticket, right? For her to do the things she did, which stick with her mother, go out and glean, do all these things. He says that you have favor because I know your story. I know what you're doing for your mother-in-law, right? All that you're doing for her. And he said, now, even you coming out of the country that you was in, he said, now, even believing in our God, who had now he's covered you with his wings, mm-hmm. right? So for her to have taken from a place that didn't know her God, but to come and take on a new God, right, the true and living God, mm-hmm. and, to, and to be filled with enough kindness, love, trust, and loyalty to her mother-in-law, to do the things that she did, mm-hmm. gained her the ticket she needed to be great. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, too, out through our adversity, the characteristics that are shown and expressed is what gets you to where you got mm-hmm. to go, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But without those t- those things happening and without those tests being made, you never get those characteristics to come to the top and show themselves to be what they need to be for you to get what it is that you're supposed to get, yeah, that's right? Mm-hmm. right? So then that's how sometimes a lot of people miss it. So guess what? Ofa, she went back. But Ruth was very monumental because she, right, brought forth the granddaddy of David, right? Which is huge and significant. The great granddaddy of David. Correct. The great grandmother of David. And because of the role that she played, she will forever be blessed for the remaining of time for her story to be told and what she did, mm-hmm. right? The best-selling novel versus just a novel, right? The best-selling story that they make a movie off of other than the one that's on paperback and nobody ever knows a call. about it. A column, correct. A column, right? So I want us to think about in our lives, we have to look at life from that perspective. Look at life from the standpoint of the steps that I take with the Lord, are they steps that if I make this decision, I just become another page in some column, right? Mm-hmm. Or do I stick with God and let him make my life a novel, right? Wow. A bestseller. Mm-hmm. Because the things that he takes you through are the things that gets you where you need mm-hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. They're the things that open up opportunities that somebody says, hmm, you know what, I saw that in this person, or I saw that in this person. You know what, I think that's exactly what we need in order to be able to do what we need to do. And you know, I, it made me think of Judah when you uh, when you was speaking of that. And he had a stuck with Jesus. And oh, Judas. 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 Oh, okay. Judas. 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 Okay, gotcha. What did I say? You Judas. said Judas. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Judas. That made me follow him. If he had a stuck with Jesus. Correct. 
Can I say one thing? <clears throat> I think we look at Oprah and her and her story. And I think what we can learn from it is that in life, we emotional creatures and we make uh, attachments and bonds with people and, and we get emotional attached. Um, when somebody is not good in your life, not treat you right, you know, disrespectful, it's easy for us to break ties in relationship mm-hmm. with those people. But what about the people who are good to you, who treat you right, treat you with respect, and those people choose to, for some other reason, leave out of your life? What this story teaches us about Oprah is that you say she necessarily wasn't a bad person, but when somebody's destiny is not tied to your destiny, and if they can leave, let them leave. Correct. Because Ruth's destiny was tied up with Naomi, mm-hmm. not Oprah. Correct. And in, in life, we have to understand that what God wants to take us we may have friends and family who are good to us, but he can't get us to a level we need to be if we still got hanger-ons that are not that level. See, Jesus had 11 good men with him in the, in the Garden of Gethsemane, but he didn't take all of them to the level eventually Correct. where he had to go to. Correct. And so in life, what we can learn from Oprah is that she wasn't, she wasn't a bad person, Correct. but she was not tied to Naomi or Ruth Destiny. Correct. And so when you look at it, Ruth's uh, Destiny was tied to Naomi, because what ended up happening with Mary and Boaz. Correct. And we have to realize that. Correct. Oh. That is so true. That is so true. That is so true. I agree. I agree. You just never, you never can take something with you that you ain't supposed to have mm-hmm. with you. Not when you follow the Lord. That's right. And sometimes, you know, we try to, try mm-hmm. to take some people and some things mm-hmm. with us in different places. But that ain't what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That ain't how. It goes, you know. Um, well, you you get you think about us and all the people who've been in the midst, correct? And correct. no longer, you get, yeah. You get some, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you just get some that they can't they can't, they can't go, mm-hmm. you know. They can't go, and people have to be okay with that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I was thinking about I was looking at old brother Mario over there. You know, and I was thinking about, um, you know, his little boy. And, um, you know, I remember when he had called me, he told me about his little boy. He was born premature. He was about four months, I think, four or five months when he was born. And, um, you know, immediately everybody's heart sinks. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, oh, God, you know, Lord, you know, what you going to do? And, you know, so forth and so on. And, you know, your mind only falls on all the obstacles, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But we don't fall on the fact that he living right this moment in a situation that he should not be living in, mm-hmm. right? And then thinking about what things are going to come about because he came the way he came, mm-hmm. So like Ruth, see, she went through a tough situation, but a tough situation created character in her that somebody saw. Mm-hmm. Tough situation in the families, tough situation with little man. But now what character would that bring out that people are going to see? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What, what doors are going to be open because of those things that we have gone through? Mm-hmm. How many of us are better because of the trials that God has put us through. That's right. You know what I'm saying? We may have have lost a loved one. We may have 
been through a divorce, mm-hmm. right? We may have been through these things, and we said to ourselves, God, man, this is just not what I'm looking for. This is not what I want. But at the end of the day, right, if that thing put us in a place that built our character, mm-hmm. then the question is, is when now the opportunity shows itself, am I truly better suited to overcome or to engage than I was before? Right. My my dad, um, you know, when I was growing up, I didn't have we didn't, we didn't have a lot of money, but I had a car when I was you know sixteen. And man, let me tell you something, it was raggedy, and I've shared that story before, raggedy. And man, let me tell you, it was something, man. I had to contend with something every day. I had to try to do this. I had to put the throttle back on the little thing on the carburetor. I had to push the hood down. It was something every day, right? But you know what that did? It created me a mindset that said, man, you know what? I got to do better than this. And when an opportunity presented itself, when one day when I, my freshman year in college, my dad and I bought me a new car and they gave it to me for Christmas surprise. Man, I was so excited because I had something that was actually decent. Right? And from that point forward, man, you couldn't find a speck of dust on that thing. Now, if you would have gave me that new car from the beginning, I never would have appreciated it and took care of it like it did. But what it did is it made me so proud of it because I wasn't ashamed of being it. I kept that thing spotless. I kept it waxed. I kept it clean. I had seat covers on it. I kept it vacuumed. And I had some guy that, that lived up next to me in college. And them boys said, man, your car. See, come on. I remember those. Man, see, the fur one. I had the fur one. Yeah, yeah man. I had, I had white. Man. I had white. You had to, you had to sit on for three months to get all the fuzz out of them before they stopped putting lint on your clothes. <laughs> right? But I was not going to let my seats not be covered. True. Right? Because I was so happy to have a decent ride. If I want to take a little girl out, guess what? Mm-hmm. I could be happy. Like, girl, come on, get in the car. I ain't know I'm the door for you. Mm-hmm. But, man, I, and the other time I tell them, we got to walk the way we got to go. Because I ain't going to put you in this death trap, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? So we go from, from that, and what That's ends right. up happening, these guys said to me, they said, Mike, man, your car was so tight, man. We want you to, we, we, we need our cars to look like that. I said, man, you know what? $20 a pop, man. I'll hook y'all up. These boys had plenty of money. They were driving Porsches and BMWs and stuff. I said, man, y'all line them up on Saturday. I line them up on Saturday morning, and I get out there with my stuff and hustle it and make $120, $140 on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Take them all back their car. Every Saturday morning, that's what it was, right? But guess what? Mm-hmm. I got that because I had dealt with something that made me take pride mm-hmm. that I would not have had if somebody gave me something from the beginning. That's right. And it built something in me that others could see and say, hey, man, we see how much you take care of your car. So we want you to take care of our yeah, car. Yeah. But if they wouldn't have seen that, they would have never approached me and said, hey man, I want you to take care of my car. Mm-hmm. Now see that have come out of you. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened with Ruth. Because of her loyalty to her mother-in-law, Boaz sees that, right? And he says, that's why you have favor, mm-hmm. right? And when we do things the way God wants us to do it, guess what he do to people? He mm-hmm. touch their hearts. Mm-hmm. And he makes them see something in you that nobody else may even be able to see because it's about the God connection that's going on, right? Oh. So the last thing in the last relationship I want you to look at is... Let's get, before you go on yeah, the floor, yeah. can I tell you what? 
Now, I didn't know you, you did that, but what I see was that, you remember the, how God gave David the lion and the bear and set him up for the Philistine? Yep. Okay, listen to your story, I didn't know that. But he gave you the rag of the car, you, your whole story, took you to the college, gave you a good one, and then you clean it up, and they lined up on Saturdays because you was faithful over this small business that I gave you in college. Correct. Look at you now, brother. Yes, sir. That's right. I ain't think about that. You right about that, Talk to me about that. Yeah, I ain't think about that. I ain't think wow. about that. Wow. He showed you how to. He showed you how to run a business. Had to run a business back then. Yeah. <laughs> On camera car. Yeah. You, you was. You was. Cause, 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 cause you yeah. got. You got some brother that you know, and they, they trusting you to bring their car. Yeah. To, I mean, who, yeah. who who do you? I don't. I ain't know nobody in school or I trust to hey, hey, drive my car, clean my car, and bring it back to <laughs> you. Yeah. Good. No. No. Yeah. That's a good no, point. No. That's a good point. That's yeah, a good point. Wow. Um. About the loyalty, and back in the you know the first chapter, we're saying where Emelech, Naomi's husband, and then we goes on to the second chapter, where it says that Boaz is some kin to Naomi. Mm-hmm. All right, I think it's back in Matthew, or in Matthew, it's not back in, in Matthew, in one of them gospels, whereas like when you're if I'm, if you my brother and and, my, and 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 your wife dies, if I die, you put both take care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you saying loyalty, Boaz is some kin to Naomi down the road. Mm-hmm. So he know this, but she don't know this. Mm-hmm. It's what I got out of this. Gotcha. And so therefore she going through this, but at the same token, he know this is my cousin's. Family. It's my folks. Mm-hmm. I got some bread. Mm-hmm. I got a way to make it. So I'm finna look out for my folk. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, loyalty. That when I when I seen her, I was Correct. like, these folks will steal some kin. Correct. Mm-hmm. He don't <laughs> let Ruth come from way over to come back to take care of. Correct. And, and 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 that's a good point because what ends up also happening is if you dig into that, Ruth, she was not in the kin. So there was no obligation to her. Mm-hmm. Only Naomi. Mm-hmm. If you go on further down right. in there, what Boaz had to do was he had to ask the one that was close to him. Those are two Do y'all want them? Right. Yeah. He said, yeah, we want them. Right. And we're going to take over. He said, but now, I, you said you're going to get them. But now I understand. You got to get us daughter-in-law too. Oh, right. And he yes. said, that's too much. I don't want all that. I don't want all that. I don't want all that. Yeah. That's right. That gives you some more insight on the fact that yeah. on his character, right, and how he saw what God, because Naomi, because Ruth did what she did, God took care of her. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we think we're losing, but we really gain gaining that's right. when it comes to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because, see, Naomi had a place by going back with her kin mm-hmm. because, like you said, there was some obligation there. But not for Ruth it was. Right. And that's what makes this relationship between Ruth and Boaz so unique. Yeah. Because there was nothing that he owed her. Right. He yeah. could have been like the other guy and said, well, we're going to take care of her. But you have to go back to your people. Yeah, you're going to go back to your people. But he did. He covered her in that. Right? Yeah. Now, I want you to look at, and this will be where I close at. Look at the relationship again at the end between... Naomi and Ruth and how this thing go full circle. 
Okay. Because Naomi was was hurt. <coughs> she didn't get anything out of the deal. Mm -hmm. She lost everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. But she knew she had to get back to her people. Mm -hmm. Right? Get back to her she was she was she had there was nothing that she felt that she just was in despair. Mm -hmm. But her daughter in law kept her encouraged. Mm -hmm. And by the daughter in law kept her encouraged, her reward was she was able to come in and be a part of Boaz. Right? That's right. So she was taken in, she was loved, she was married. Mm -hmm. Right? But what did Naomi get out of the deal? Does anybody remember? I'm trying to remember. Um, it's right to the end. Mm -hmm. It's in the fourth chapter. I'm, I'm, trying to remember. I'm gonna tell y'all. Let's see if I wrote down the verse. I, 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 I read it. I'm trying to see if I wrote the verse down. I don't know if you're looking for something specific. Oh, I know. 14, 15. I think she got the baby. She got the baby because she actually uh, um, breastfed him as her own. That's it. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, That's I'm, it. Yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to make yeah, that yeah. point. That's so right. what happens They is, thought it was her. They called it her, her child. Correct. If you read, somebody read uh, fourth chapter. I think it's, see if it's 14, 15. 14, 15, yeah. 15 and 16. 14, yeah. 14, and the woman said unto Naomi, bless, wait, where it go? 13. No, no, it's, it's, it's 14. It started and the, 14, and the, yeah. 14. What chapter? The fourth chapter. chapter. And the woman said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, which have not left thee this day without a kinsman, that his name may be famous in Israel. And he shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life, and a nourisher of thy old age, for thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons have borne him. And Naomi took the child and laid it on her bosom, and became and, and became nurse unto it. That's it. Yep. So what ends up happening is is that look at what for Naomi's sacrifice, God comes back and restores her with all the sons she had lost, mm -hmm. but gave her another son. That's right. Mm -hmm. That she didn't bring forth out of her womb, but her daughter-in-law did mm -hmm. because they were so close. Mm -hmm. And it says that now she was the one that fed the baby. Yeah, she nursed him right. in yeah. her old age. Hey, yeah. old age. So, so, yeah. She nursed him. Right. Where she get that man right. from? Where she get that man from? God. Correct. Exactly. And, look, and look at this. And look at how the women that was among her, yeah. right? Listen to this. The That's women right. that was among her, right. she didn't realize it, but the words they spoke were prophetic. That's right. Because she said, look at what he was going to do with her. He was gonna restore her, but he was gonna. It was a uh, read it one he more time. Said he was gonna restore. He uh, said, "Restore her life and nourish thy old age for thy daughter, which loveth thee, which is better than you than seven sons." They went, took the child and, and nourished. Restore of thy life and a nourish of thine own age for thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better oh, well, than seven sons. This real blessed be the Lord, which have not left thee this day without a kinsman, that his name may be famous. Hey, that's it. Thank what I was. That's what I was looking for. Because, see, what happened was he didn't leave her without a kinsman, meaning that he gave her a child. Right. And how about the child, right, was going to bring forth David, mm -hmm. which is famous in all of their land. Yeah. But it was a, it was it's a foretelling of who the child was going to be, mm -hmm. which was Obed, who was the great, I mean, was the granddaddy of David. Right. right? 
So not only was he a child that was going to bless her, but he was going to be a very important child mm -hmm. that was going to bring forth the seed, right. that brought forth the seed forth of David, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that that is, I just thought it was a, a great layout on how it went full circle, on how if you be loyal to God, everybody gets it worked out for them. Mm -hmm. It may not be the way that you expect it to be, but God is going to take care of all of us at the end. Nobody loses out. Right? It just may not be the way that you play it. But God is good. He is kind. Right? He is loving. He is caring in what he does. He got to get his will done. And we are and we are here to help carry that out. Mm -hmm. But look at how this process went through and brought forth what it brought forth. All the relationships, the discussions, the loyalty, right? The opportunities, the connections that it made for them to get back. Because what God will do, and always know this, it doesn't matter who you are, but you don't know what you got inside of you. Because Ruth, being from a Moabite line, serving another God, she brought forth the lineage of Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. So outside. we can't outside, mm -hmm. right? So these are the things. Think about the people. Wow. Because when you look at Jesus, that's why nobody has an excuse. Jesus got everything in his mind. Mm -hmm. He got lies. He got cheaters. That's right. He got uh, uh, Rahab, who was uh, uh, a harlot. Right? right? He anything that you got in your family, That's you can't. Right. Can't got nobody it. got no excuse. Well, you know, my dad was a drunk. Well, no, he got it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. don't let that be your crutch, right? If we seek an opportunity to live by God and to do what He would have us to do. We will always be able to be who he made us to be. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who your past is. It don't matter what your last name is, who you connected to, who your kinfolks are, what your name is in your city, in your time. None of that matters. If we operate the way that God wants us to operate and we live according to his will, we'll find ourselves in scriptures just like this. Because one of the things I tell people, and I always want to continue to tell people, God ain't stopped writing scriptures. They're just not written down for everybody to see them. But he's still telling stories in everyday people's lives. Mm -hmm. He's still showing how people have had people that got blended families mm -hmm. and how he done put them together and mm -hmm. he still get the glory out of mm -hmm. them. Miracles. He's showing how people were born out of wedlock, but God is still taking it, fixing it, yeah. making it right. Mm -hmm. He's still showing where there was holy unions and people did it the way it was supposed to be done and he blessed them too. Mm -hmm. He still is doing that. There's still stories mm -hmm. to be told. Even those that are in their older age, he's a hey, it don't matter, Ben Lee, just because you're 60. Don't mean I can't still do a lot of things. I may want to give you a new child to be in there with you, right? You just never know. So that's why the possibilities are the endless when you talk about the God that we know. So people that don't want to serve him, they're missing an opportunity. Because of who he is and what they can do, his limits are impossible. And that, I think it was uh, Paul that said, is there anything too hard for God? Too hard for God. Mm -hmm. And he said, there is nothing, nothing. nothing too hard That's for right. God. So when you look over your life, fellas, as we close up the Bible study, as you look over your life and you meet people throughout the week and you have to give them an encouraging word, there's no situation and no circumstances that they can tell you about that God cannot fix. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing in your life that you got going on, no matter what it is and no matter how hard it may feel at this present moment in time, no matter how hard the devil knocking on your door, no matter how much he trying to play with your mind, no matter how much he, he gets into, I always know that God is still in charge. Right. And if we let him be who he's supposed to be, guess what's going to happen? 
your story going to end here. And a happy end. Amen. Amen. Any comments from you guys before we close out? All the key men would like to thank you for listening to our podcast. Please like and subscribe to our podcast. You will receive updates when a new episode is available. Visit us on Facebook at All the Key Men. Leave us a comment. Also, any prayer requests you have, you can direct message us or post it on our page if you choose. We will also be giving out information on upcoming community service events that we have planned and which you will have a chance to be a part of. Once again, thank you and may God bless you.